Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Father, I thank you for allowing me to come into your presence tonight, allowing all of us that are here you to hear this message. Dear Lord, we pray that they will also thank you for being in your presence, allow you to be welcomed in. <clears throat> Father, I'd like to talk about tonight about a very important thing. It's called the mystery of the kingdom of God, your mystery of your kingdom that you've made known. And it's really sad, Lord, that we have to think about the fact that it is a mystery. For it should not be a mystery to us because you've made it clear in the scriptures, but we cannot discern it because we're not seeking to to discern it. Lord, we think we think we understand the kingdom. We think we understand the government. We think we understand all these things. But Lord, we failed from the time of Moses onward, even from the time of the 12 tribes, because when they went into to Egypt, they went into captivity. But see, it's not your will that they do that. It's it's what happens when we don't pay attention and do not keep your words, do not understand your kingdom, and don't understand the way of it. Because when the people came out of Egypt, you wanted to write the words of your law, of your government, of your your eternal plan upon their hearts. But when you had the seven thunders speak, which is symbolic of the power, dear Lord, your words, as it says in Ecclesiastes 8, 4, in the words of the king, the power is found. And Lord, so naturally, when you utter the seven thunders, you're speaking of the knowledge of your words and you're granting that knowledge. And Lord, even in Revelation chapter 10, Many people get confused over what is being said there. But if they pay attention, that is the seventh angels about the sound. And you make it very clear that the mystery of God will be complete at the end of that seventh angel. When that seventh angel sounds, it'll be complete. Because the seventh angel always goes back and confirms the works of the six spirits before them. The seventh angel is about that. And dear Lord, you always act on that seventh angel. And so when the mystery of God is complete in that, it means that the words and your kingdom have been completed. But Lord, they're not looking for your kingdom to come in the right way. Lord, it's it's just like when you were walking with the disciples during the week of the Passover when you were going to die on the cross. The The two of the brothers and their mother walking with you, and the mother wanted her sons to be set on the right side and the left side of you when they come into your kingdom. She's looking for a physical kingdom. And dear Lord, people are looking right now for a rapture because we've twisted it. We think that we're going to go up miraculously in a twinkling of an eye, even though we're not clean. We can't even enter into the presence of God until we're spotless. Ephesians 5, 25, 27 tells us that. And you're going to take us up and present us before the Father. Lord, we we must understand these things. We have to understand what the kingdom of God is. And the people 
because of the poor teachings over the last 100 years, 116 years, you can say, or more, especially in a time from Dr. Clarence Larkin onward, dear Lord, that the twisting of the scriptures have been terrible. Lord, I read those books. I believe the doctrines that people have been teaching in the churches. I listened to all the end-time preachers, and I was believing their story. I believed the Left Behind series in that at the beginning. I didn't understand it, but they believed it. I mean, it's been sold to us. It's, it's like the the world system loves it when we go after these false end-time teachers. There's so many of them on TV constantly these days, and for the last 30-some years, 35, 36, 37 years, They've been talking about things like the late great planet Earth and all these things, and they have no idea interpretation of scriptures because they did not receive your words and they can't understand the scriptures. So they have misrepresented these things. And I'm not chastising them. It's just a tremendous sadness that we are here at the end times and can't understand what's going on. So tonight I'd like to speak with you about what is the kingdom of God. Simple fact. What is the kingdom of God? What's the mystery of the kingdom of God that we do not understand? Because I can testify to all the people from the scriptures, absolutely we do not understand. If we understood the kingdom of God is coming, and that we have to receive the kingdom of God before we can be raptured, they would have a whole different picture of it. Because right now, everybody says, oh, I'm fine. I'm, I'm perfect in my will. I teach the Bible. And, oh, I, I prophesy in your name. And I, they obviously haven't read Matthew 7, 21 to 23, they heal people, they cast out demons, and I think they're so spirit-filled. But they don't understand the world government, and they don't understand your government, and they don't understand what a kingdom is. You know, a kingdom is based upon words of law, absolute words of law. And they ought to know because of the fact that you just say, Lord, very simple, that your thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Thoughts are always framed by words. So your words are higher than our words. But you speak the same words because you said to the people in John eight forty three to 47, you can't understand my speech because you can't discern my words. But you're speaking to them in the words that they use every day. But they can't understand those words. You know, today, people are looking after and looking at the twisted words that the governments of the world have used. But those are, they're of the world. They don't even have the right to utter your words, as it says in 2 Corinthians 12, 1 to 7, uh, 1 to 4. And, and they can't understand the fact that your words are higher than theirs. So they, they, they want to mock me in this. And they say, oh, you don't understand the spiritual law. No, you don't understand the spiritual law because spiritual law is based upon your word. There's only one thing in the Bible that says my words, as you say in the scriptures in three different places, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, you tell the people that my words are forever. Heaven and earth can pass away, but my words will never end. You tell us in Isaiah fifty-five eleven that God's words go out and they never come back to him void. Now that's law with power. So we need to understand that. And I'm just not harping and I'm not railing here tonight, dear Lord. I'm trying to get passion to the people that them understand. The kingdom of God is here. See, in Revelation 12, you tell us very clearly that it says there that from the beginning, now this is very important. The people have to understand that you tell them in Psalms 119, 130, that the entrance of your words gives light and gives understanding to the simple. Then you tell them in Hosea 6, 5, that their judgments comes like light. And then it says that we're going to be judged by your words. And the day of the Lord, according to Zephaniah 1 and, and Zechariah writings and so forth, is going to be a time 
when we are judged. And you make it very clear in Zechariah 14, 6 and 7, because you said the day of the Lord begins with the entrance of light. In Zechariah 14, 7. So we should know that we're going to be judged by your words, and it's the words that gives light. And then you tell us in Revelation 18, 1 and 4, that when you hear of the light, when the light enters the world, meaning when the knowledge of the words has entered the world, then we must come out of the world. Now, how hard is that to understand? Because you said if they continue following the leaders of the world like the preachers are doing today, they're going to Washington, they're all the railing, they vote for Donald Trump. They don't even understand the voting system doesn't even work. It's not even legal. Or it's legal, but it's not lawful. You know, it is, it's a false system. And it's deceptive. And it's of the devil. And all these things. And their words are of the devil. Their father is the devil. And we, we, we participate in their continuous system. We participate in our 501c3. We participate in negotiating and having these, you know, emergency management teams and oh we have a, a presidential council on religion and so forth baloney it's not of you it's not of this time it's not of god romans 13 says that we are to follow after the leader that you appointed from the time that you entered your words in the world which is april 2003 when they first received and made known to the people and explained this to them they should have turned but, you know, it's not surprising because you came into the world and when you began your ministry, you spent three and a half years preaching your words and nobody, not even the disciples that walked with you, understood it until after the cross. You were able to tell them in Luke 24, 44, and 45, these are the words I spoke to you. These are the words I spoke to you while I was with you. And then after they got that, they were able to understand the scriptures because you were able to cause them to understand scripture because it's the words, the whole scriptures are testifying to the knowledge of your words, which is the eternal plan of God, which is the inheritance of the kingdom because those of the world cannot receive your words. They can only talk in earthly languages. And they hear the words under the meanings of the earthly languages, even the devil's meanings of the earthly languages. There's many people trying to set themselves apart from the governments of these days and reclaim their, their ownership of their birthright and so on by pursuing these words the twisted words and discovering their things. But I got news for you. None of these governments are allowed to exist at this time. Because if you go to Revelation twelve ten to 12, it says very clearly this. It says, Then I heard a loud voice, loud voice from heaven. Well, let me read it right. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. Understand, he just said the kingdom of our God have come. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. See, the devil is no longer allowed to accuse you. Did you hear me? The devil's no longer allowed to go before the Father and accuse you. You accuse yourself in this time. That's why it's called the time of trial. The day of the Lord is a day of judgment. We are going to be judged by his words. Will we hear his words? Ecclesiastes 8.4 tells us it's in the words of the king the power is found. Who's our king? When the kingdom of God comes to the earth, who do you think the kingdom, the king is? It's not the devil. It's not the crown trust. It's not Queen Elizabeth. It's not the Vatican. It's not any of those people. It's Jesus Christ, the Messiah, period. Nobody else. 
He's the king of kings, Lord of lords. He told us in John 18, 37 that he was a king, but his kingdom was not of this world at this time. However, in Revelation 12, 10, he tells you at the time of the end, the devil's been cast down to the earth. The words are opened on the earth, and that is the time that his kingdom is there. And it's up to us to decide to enter it. He's been waiting. Entrance of his words began with the beginning of the evening of the day of the Lord, which is the entrance of the light, which is the entrance of his words. And understanding was available, but nobody's seeking it. They rejected it. When I told people about these words and that the first seal judgment was the crown and the bow, the bow is, you know, we're supposed to go back to Isaiah 49, 2, where it tells us that Jesus, the Messiah, is the, is the shaft, the shining shaft. The shining shaft means light. Shining shaft. It's the light of the world. He tells you that he's the light of the world. And in the notes that I'm going to give you with this message tonight, you'll see the, the scriptures in there that tells you that he's a, it's in Luke and 17. tells you he's the light of the world. And Luke 17 is a very powerful uh, statement. I think it's in John 8. I'm sorry. Uh, John 8 is, is in there. And it tells you it's the light of the world. In Luke 17, he's telling you the kingdom of God does not come by observation. See, this lady's one of the ones of the disciples' uh, mother. She wanted the, the physical kingdom to come, and the disciples were thinking that. This is the week of Passover. tells you they didn't understand the words. Because the kingdom of God is not coming at this time by something simple like buildings and thrones and you know houses and stuff like that. He's going to build his temple. But that's not the kingdom of God he's talking about. Because there's a kingdom of God that's higher than all other things. Everything was made by his words. The real part of the kingdom of God is that concealed words. The words that they do not be able to speak in the world. That tells us that the kingdom of God has come on the earth. They can't understand this world, these words because the preachers are not of the kingdom of God. They think they are. But he tells you in Matthew 721, and many of them, you're going to say, Lord, Lord, didn't I do this in your name? Didn't I do that in your name? He said, depart from me. Your work is a lawlessness. Because he tells you in John 17, 17, that he requires us at the end time to be set apart from the world by truth, which he tells us is the word of God. The word of God is higher than the words of the world. So you can take the words of God, that they sound very simple, but when you read the scriptures, you find out that they enable great promises of good works. These simple words. It's a language so powerful. You know, the people are going in there, getting themselves free from the government by filing the right paperwork with the government and entering in the divine kingdom of the Satan, satanic leaders of the world. That's not the kingdom of God. That's not the kingdom of God. And the, the land and the earth and the stuff like that that they're talking about in the scriptures is they do not understand it. The true power, the true authority, the true everything is based upon his words. The earth was created by the spoken words. The sea was created by the spoken words. The fish, the man, us, everything created by the spoken words. His words. They have the full power, the full measure of the Spirit of God in it. John 3.34. So if that kingdom of God has come and you can't see it, what is it? You go to Isaiah 51.16 and he tells you, from the beginning he put his words in us. Do you know that if you go back and you look at Genesis 1, you'll see a great truth. He tells you in Genesis 1, verse 4, that 
he, you know, he first he says in verse three, let there be light. Let there be light. Light, the entrance of his words. In Isaiah 51, 16, he says he put his words in us before he planted the heavens. See, we were created as dust in the earth and he brings us forth from the earth. That's why he was able to create Adam and Eve from the earth. From Adam was, I mean, Eve came from Adam, of course, but Adam was made from the dust of the earth and he breathed breathed into us. Why? Because the particles were in the earth. At day one, he created all the particles. Then they were in the waters. And then out of the waters, he pulled us out and put us into the earth that he formed in day three. See, on day two, he made the firm and the walls of the heavens. Like cast iron mirrors, as he tells in Job 37. And that, what that does is he put us into the earth then. Before he planted the heavens, he made the earth first. There was no pre-existing earth like people are talking about. The pre-existing earth was the particles. Because when God speaks a word, it's going to do its appointed work at the appointed time. And he was trying to show us this from the beginning of the creation. Because we come forth in our appointed time and he gave us in our blessing on day six. Through our parents and our families, he knew all these. How do you think that they can give blessings like to the to the 12 tribes? We, we believe in that, but we won't believe in the fact that we were pre-appointed to come forth in the time. And our supporting children is an abomination to God and it's murder and will be held accountable if we are not repented from it. You know, there's a lot of things God will do because we didn't have knowledge. It's like he said on the cross, forgive the Lord, they don't know what they're doing. And we're the same thing. The kingdom of God that we have to bring forth at this time is his words. That's where the power is found. It's like in the creation. He started with just the particles that he put in the waters. And he called it heaven and earth. It was already made. But we are part of the earth. We come forth from it. We were in there. When he put us together in, in day three, we were there. But we were already built as particles from day one. And he said in that day one, he's let there be light. And then the next line of what he's telling us there is a very powerful line. And in that scripture, he's telling us that he separated the light and the darkness. Separated the light from the darkness. And that's where you get the law. The law of God is that the words of God, the light, cannot be part of the darkness. Second Corinthians 12, 1 to 4, Paul goes up to paradise He's taken up there and he's hearing the words of God. Now, understand by that time he had the understanding that there are words. So when he went up there, he's able to discern it. People today who are taken to heaven do not know the words when they go up there. So when they're hearing things, they don't hear it. They're just like the disciples when he walked with them for 42 months and they didn't get it until after the cross. Once they understand there are words and they go to heaven, they will hear God in a whole different light. They will hear King David in a whole different light. Because now they'll have understanding of the words and they'll be seeking to understand. They'll say, teach me, teach me, teach me. I know guys that have the words. If they went to heaven and if the Lord was generous to take them up there, I would love to hear what they'd come back and tell us because they would have the knowledge of it. But there's been many people taken to heaven that come back and it's nice and they tell things. But and until they learn the words, they can't, they can't even remember what they saw. They can't discern what they saw and heard. But once they understand there are words, I want to understand that these words are of his pure language, which is higher than holy languages. Remember in Zephaniah 3, 8, 9, he's going to divide the world into his kingdoms. His kingdoms are light and darkness. And he says in the next verse, in verse 9, that he says he's going to cause everyone to walk with one shoulder in a pure language. That means he's going to cause his people to walk in the words of God. 
And so when you go to John 10, or Revelation 10 and you talk about the little book and the rest of it and the seventh, the seventh angel is going to sound, and when it does sound, the mystery of God will be complete. Why? It's because there is a time. It's talked about in Daniel 9.27 when the Lord is going to set apart his people and confirm his covenant. And the covenant is he's going to give us the authority to call upon his words so we can be washed clean and purified. There's a work we have to do, I've told you about in Daniel 9.24, which means we have to make him a king. The kingdom of God has come where we should receive the king of that kingdom. He told us to come out of the world, Babylon has fallen. When the light entered the world, and when he says in, in, in Isaiah 21, for example, the chariots and stuff, when, when those things are seen, the chariots of heaven are seen, it means that the words are open. Works are being done by the words. And that means, and it says right there, Babylon has fallen. When a lion roars, a lion is a, the lion of God. When it roars, it's the counsel of the Lord. And what's it say? The, the messenger knows when the lion, when he sees the lion immediately, the word, God makes known the word to them. Just like he's going to do now. He's going to write the words in your heart and your mind from heaven. When he sees the lion, it means that the counsel of the Lord has come, the fourth spirit of God, which is the judgment spirit. You'll notice that the devil tested him three times. It didn't dare test him the fourth time because the fourth time was the counsel of the Lord himself. And he was the Lord and he could have, uh, he, the devil had to run because if he had tested him the fourth time there, he could have spoke a very strong word against him and cast him out. The devil wouldn't come up against him that. He just challenged and twisted his the first three spirits, which is what they do constantly. They twist our separation from the world. They twist our um, knowledge of the words of wisdom of God and with their evil words that they twist all the things with and they lie and deceive. That's part of the, the work of the Satan. And then the third thing is understanding. They control the news media. They control the, the fake Congress, the fake Senate and all their fake hearings. I've testified that this is absolutely true and they told it to me to my face. So, you know, these things are there. It's all fake. That's all of the devil. They're working for the devil. And leaders go to Washington and so proud of themselves that they're negotiating for the people, flying jets and so forth. But if you went and tried to speak the words of God to them, they call you an abomination straight from the pits of hell because it could destroy their ministry. Would people really hear them if they learned out that everything they've been teaching them was a lie? The majority of it. They've done some good. They've done some good works. They've done some little good. But it's little good. Because they have not taught them the, the, what is needed to be put in the storehouses of the people, which will separate them from the world and let them overcome the world, which is the words of God. That's the kingdom of God. In Daniel 7, 9, 14, it tells us very clearly that if we will not come out, in other words, God is going to, there's a set time in this time that God is going to destroy this present fifth beast kingdom. This is the fifth beast king. This is not the Antichrist. They walk in the spirit of the Antichrist, just like the, the, the beasts before them, like the Greece and the Medes and Persians and so on. It's the spirit of the Antichrist. But the Roman Empire is the, really the spirit of the Antichrist. From that time, Paul told us that, that the spirit of the Antichrist was already at work. And that's what we're into now. We're at the highest order of the spirit of Antichrist. But it's not the Antichrist. This is the one, this beast kingdom now is the one of the little horn that the Lord tells us in Daniel 7, verses 
11 and 12, that he has to stand up and rise up and cause it to be destroyed. Because if he did not, they would kill all the people on the earth. And I've told you, they have a lady named Dr. Nancy Nicholson who reports to the Queen and Rothschild and the Vatican works with her. And they are working on a global genocide program to create civil war, bankrupt everybody, and kill everybody, except the ones that they choose. And then, you know, their their plan is some kind of, it sounds like some kind of ridiculous thing that they're going to be able to live forever by using robots and so on. They think that they have knowledge, but they don't understand something. If you read John 9, 4, 5, it tells us that there's a time when the light goes out of the world. Now, the world is all those that are not set apart into the kingdom of God. See, the Lord wants us to be of the kingdom of God, which means that right now he reigns from the cornerstone, the capstone at the top of the, the heavens. It's right at the, the last capstone, right above paradise. When he reigns from there right now, which where the judgment seat is, he's telling us to come out of the world. And if we will register, people are trying to register, their, you know, get their birth certificate back and all that stuff here on earth. I'm telling you, you, you need to only tell the Lord and set yourself apart by the words of God. And you're of that. And what's going to happen? The reason why you see in Revelation 15 that the people are drawn up to heaven and sitting on the, uh, the crystal sea, they overcame the world. See, when we set apart to the Lord, come out and say what he tells us to do in John 17, 17 and, and Joel 2, 12 to 20, we're setting ourselves apart in the kingdom of God. It's just like in the day of creation, even though we weren't physical bodies yet, heaven and earth was created and nothing's going to change that. We're going to come forth in our period of time that he set for us from the beginning and it always happens like it is now. If we agree to the Lord, set us apart by your words that are truth into your kingdom, which is made by the words and is of the words, as he tells you in John 5.24, if you'll believe on the voice of the Lord and believe in the promises of God, you'll pass through these judgments and you'll have eternal life. It means you're of the kingdom. John 10, uh, 35, 32 to 37 tells us that if we come out of the world, we are... Uh, sons of God, little gods, if we receive the word. And that word is the word that he speaks and it's higher than the languages of the earth. In other words, he takes the same word, but in heaven they have a better better meaning to them, more power. They have authority to enable good works. And nobody can overcome those things. I've explained things like taking the bowl of salt and putting it into the source of the water and it made the water pure. That's not witchcraft. That's the power of the word of God and the promise of God. By salt, we are tested, and the promise of God is made true. And the Lord says, if we will turn to him, he will heal us, and he will set us apart into his kingdom. So he'll change the source of that water because the water, good water, sweet water, gives correction. You know, it gives the ability to testify to us to be set apart. That's why the Lord tells us we have to be washed by the water of the word. You can be washed by the water word doesn't mean you go in a shower and let the water run over you. Water baptism was one thing. But washed by the water of the word means doing the way of the words. When you do that, you're you're doing the cleansing. See, we're cleansed. John 15, 3, we're cleansed by the words that he spoke. John, uh, Ephesians 5, 25 to 27, we're supposed to be cleansed by his words. So when we do that, we are being cleansed and we're being made holy. And when we do that, then we are set apart. By the, by the Lord and into his kingdom. Because the inheritance of the kingdom is the kingdom of God, which is his words. See, Jesus said, I'm a king, but I'm not of this world. If I was of this world, my people would fight for me. But we're not fighting for him. See, this is his kingdom now. From the day that the words are open, Babylon has fallen. 
In other words, the authority of the kingdom has come. And Revelation 12 tells you that not only did the kingdom of God come, but the power of come. So he will protect you and keep you, and he'll overthrow the world because they have no authority at this time. The world system, the United Nations, all these people, the world health organizations, and all these evil people like Gates and them running all these trusts and stuff that are giving all these terrible vaccines to children and stuff, God will heal all these people from it. You know, he tells us, and what I want to point out in the kingdom of God is there is a time limit God sets. He tells us that he's going to do this in the night of the day of the Lord. I've explained that we are in the last year of the night the best I can discern. It should be this year, not next year, but we're that close. But I think it's this year, and he tells us we must come out by the winter, Matthew uh, uh, 24, 19, and, and Mark 13, uh, 18. I think it's Matthew 24, 20, I'm sorry. He tells you must come out by the winter and by the Sabbath. See, there's a wonderful thing about the Sabbath. The Sabbath is, we're in the Sabbath now, a Jubilee year, but we're in a time, he tells you, remember when he went to the Purim, the festival of the Jews, he calls it? He healed the people at that time. Because it was for the king of the glory of the Lord. It was about the kingdom of glory. That's what it was about. I've explained that the other night in, a, in an audio. This is the time. So in this winter, there's going to be this time of great healing. But first, we must serve him. See, we are required to come out and set ourselves apart, get, take an end to sin and the rest of it. And if we will set ourselves in the kingdom of God and, and understand that these people no longer have authority to rule, then God will bring us out. Don't go protesting. Don't go anything. Start doing the way of the words for them and they will be put down because they are judging themselves by his words. And if you will listen to what he's saying in Daniel eleven forty three to 45, when Rothschild comes forth to bring forth his armies to destroy the world, what happens? None of them will follow him because God's going to confuse their minds and they're going to turn against each other as he says in Ezekiel 38. And Ezekiel 38 is this war. The war of Gog and Magog that is at the end of the millennium is a duplication of this war, but it's not the same. Gog and Magog is just, Gog is, is a king. They set themselves as a king. In other words, they're trying to speak words, and the land of Magog is those who believe those words. That's why this is a Gog and Magog word. The people believe the words of the world system. They're believing these evil words. They have no power. They're not set aside. Satan can't speak any of God's words. There is no truth in him, which is the words of God. That's what he's talking about. Not just lies. He always lies. But, you know, all the people who believe that they're filled up with the Holy Spirit of God and all the rest of this are actually lying. Because until you have the full measure of the words in you, we don't have the Holy Spirit of God in us. We have the Spirit and, uh, and a promise of the Spirit. We have a Spirit calling upon us and working with us. But the Spirit of truth cannot enter those of the world, and we're still of the world, John fourteen fifteen to 17. So if you really want to get the Spirit of truth, which has the, the words of God, which has the full measure of the Spirit of God in it, the Holy Spirit, you have to be set apart from the world by receiving his knowledge of his words. And then you'll understand. You'll be, he, goes, he tells us in Isaiah 28, 9 and 13 that his law of knowledge is that he will give us long uh, knowledge, line by line, precept upon precept, but he will not give his knowledge to those weaned on milk. You can't get to the honey, the glorious things of God, until you have some understanding. It's nice to eat honey, nice the rest of it, but do you understand what it really means? Do you understand what honey means in the kingdom of God? The sweetness of his words. 
the going back and understanding the ways of the seven spirits. That's the honey. When we get to that point, we'll begin to understand these things. But see, he tells us that in the night vision, in Daniel 7, 11 and 12, he's telling us there that in this time, excuse me, he tells us that in this time, in the night, the Lord is going to be made king. Verses 13 to 14 in Daniel 7. Right before that, the beast's kingdom is going to be destroyed. See, it's already the, the time for the Lord to rule as king. He's, it's been that way since 2003, but the preachers would not hear it. And don't look at Vatican because the Vatican has no right to receive the knowledge of the words of God because in the middle of their courtyard is an obelisk, a pagan occult settlement. They have a phoenix. They have every kind of thing. It's, there's people that tell you all kinds of knowledge about the Vatican, how it's designed as a womb and all the rest of this. It's totally occultic. It's it's totally pagan. And I had held in my hands paperwork from Pope John Paul that they call a saint. But in this paperwork, he was giving money, financial resources to the lady and, and her husband who are running the world's genocide program for the Rothschilds. He was, you know, they're, they're the ones destroying the food. They're overseeing all these corporations like Monsanto and the rest of it. They're destroying the food. They're the ones responsible and it goes up to Rothschild and the queen. So you can see that this evil is existing this way. Now, what I want to point out, and you can read the notes that will be provided within the next day or so on the website. You can read the notes about the kingdom of God. But this kingdom of God shall not be destroyed. And understand that it comes on the earth and then it's raptured up to heaven. Because the kingdom of God comes in his words. We can build his temple and they'll trample down the outer courts of it for a while, as it says in the scriptures. We're going to do that. But that's not the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is above buildings. It's above a physical building. The kingdom of God is the light. It's the words of God that all things consist in. All things are controlled. All things are judged by. All things are made by. All things are consist by. And the words of God are filled with the full measure of the omnipresent spirit of God. And I read Hebrews 4.12. It tells you that it discerns the thoughts and even the souls of men. It decides if you're going to go out to the pit. That's why he said we're going to be judged by his words at this time. The words of the kingdom of God. That's the kingdom we have to receive first. Then we'll build the other kingdom. And eventually, at the end of the millennium, the, the new Jerusalem will come down. But that's a city. The kingdom of God is the words that are going to be with us. God himself and his son are going to be, going to be the light. Of There's no need for night because you always have, you can ask questions immediately and it'll be known to you. The Lord says we'll come to a time when we'll, what we think in our minds, he'll answer. And remember that he's going to circumcise our hearts, which means he's going to cut out all the darkness. We won't think like we do today. We won't desire the things we do today. We're going to desire good things. And marvelous and joy and love will be there and provision beyond your imagination. You will use gold as street material. Please, people, understand the kingdom of God is available to us now. We're required to come out and receive it. If we don't come out and receive it, there's a famine of his words coming, which means a famine of the kingdom is coming. You will not enter the kingdom. He says in Joel I mean, uh, Luke 14, 15 to 24, if those who rejected the words, his message, his invitations, what's going to happen to them? They're not going to taste of his food. What is the food? The words of God. What are the words of God? The kingdom of God. 
You will not enter his kingdom and you'll be cast out from him forever. How terrible. Please wake up and realize the kingdom of God is available to us now. The power of God is here. The power of the king is here, available to us. And it's, it's, you got to believe first. You got to understand and discern first. And then these things are added, just like it was in the creation. First, there was heaven and earth, meaning it was all planned. It was all done. The particles were all made, but the works had to be completed. And we're doing that now. We're supposed to come out, and we have to do the six steps it tells us in Daniel 9.24. It tells us in Daniel 9.26 that the end of this world system will come with a flood, which he tells us in Revelation 12.15-17 is the words of the dragon. That's the words of flood at this time. And God promises in Noah, Noah covenant. And do not believe this Noah seven covenant things, the seven moral laws of Noah. Those seven moral laws of Noah are not the law of God. They're nice, like Ten Commandments. The law of God is his words. They are the words. Look at what it says in Psalms one nineteen one forty two. His law is truth. He tells us if we don't love him, if we don't hear his words, we're not of God, which means in John eight forty seven, he tells us in, um, um, uh, what is it, the one he tells us that uh, we don't, oh, John 14, 23 to 24, he tells us if we will not receive his words, we don't love him. If we don't love him, do you think he's going to let us come into the kingdom? He tells us in other verses that if, if we reject his words, he'll reject uh, representing us to the Father. And he's our only emissary. Nobody can do that except him. The words judge us, but he has to give us the authority to receive the words. That's why he's called the word. He is the word. Only through him can we get authority to call upon his words. I can't give it to you. You have to seek him and then he'll give you authority and he might send you to us to teach you, help you, but it's the Lord that's going to confirm everything in your heart and he's going to circumcise and cut away everything else because it's the spirit that does all this work. We can only release it like he came back and did for the disciples and then it has to grow. And as we seek, we'll receive. Knock and you shall find. That's the answer. But the kingdom of God is going to reign on the earth for seven years, Daniel nine twenty seven. That's going to start in April, to the best of my knowledge. With the winter season, it tells you in, in Daniel 7, 11 and 12, and also it uh, confirms this if you read Revelation 17, 9 to 14 carefully, you'll see that the five kingdoms have fallen and the sixth hasn't got its dominion yet. There's a gap time. And a gap time is a season and a time. And I've explained a time is seven years. In Daniel 9, 27, it tells you he's going to reign over the earth for seven years. And if you pay attention to the seven trumpet judgments, the seven trumpet judgments, it's very important what is happening there. Those, this, the, Revelation uh, 10 is talking about the seventh trumpet angel. And he's watching all these things to be completed. And then uh, after all these things are done, he will sound. But see, he tells you in there that all the mysteries and all the works, the seven thunders have sounded. In other words, the seven spirits have sounded, and then he'll blow his trumpet. When when the seven trumpets, because you've had the ability in those seven years to do all the things. When that trumpet sounds, then we go into the work of the seventh, um, seventh uh, work of the of, of the judgment. It's completed at that time. 
So all things will be done by then. Understand, we must come to the point where we understand that Daniel 9.26 is this time we're in right now and includes the winter season because the seven years is a time and a time begins in uh, the morning. When the morning breaks, there's seven years of the morning. That's the seven years of the covenant of Daniel 9.27. And then at noon of his day, the, for, for the next 42 months or one half of a time, the Antichrist, the, the ten kings and the Antichrist will reign together. It tells you that in Revelation 17, 9 to 14, if you look at it carefully what it's saying, they reign together. They give their crowns to the Antichrist. And united they confront God. It's just like now, the little horn's controlling the ten kings. It's the same thing that's going to happen in the last part when the Antichrist does come, which is over seven years from now, seven years and four or five months. So we are at the time of the fifth beast kingdom being destroyed. God is going to rise up and destroy this one because he has to. And Queen Elizabeth and Jacob Rothschild and you people, all that you do work for them, understand that you're going to be destroyed. We're not going to do it to you. God is going to do it to you. Because you've twisted the laws, you've done everything evil, and you've followed the harlot, and you've done nothing but wickedness. You've destroyed everything, the food, the air, the, the, the weather. Everything you're doing is destruction. You're planning to kill nearly all the people on the earth. And God is going to punish everybody involved with that. That's what he says. Revelation 7, 11 and 12, understand. And look at the fact. He tells you in Revelation 12 that from the beginning... Of the day of the Lord, the, the devil's been thrown out of his kingdom in heaven. He doesn't even have the power to save you. He's only here to test you and try to desperately try to make these things happen. But once the words were received, it cannot be closed again. And God allowed me to record this in 2003. And it doesn't matter what they do. They can't close this knowledge now. God is going to come forth. The judgment is going to come. <clears throat> those wicked ones are going to be destroyed. It's only a question of who will be harvested now. Who will hear the word and come out and be set apart? Like it tells you, you have to be sanctified. How do you get sanctified? John seventeen seventeen. you get sanctified by setting your part, self apart from the world by his words that are greater than the words of the world. And in Joel 2, 12 to 20, he tells you, you have to be sanctified. Then you call the sacred assembly and then he will hear us when we plead for the people. And the shepherds and Emma do not understand this. They need to read that carefully and come off their pulpits. Because he says, you've got to come off the porch or your people are going to be destroyed. And the words of God is how they're going to be judged at this time, John twelve forty eight. I thank you for your time. Lord, I pray that you'll cause this message to be heard by the people. Let them understand the greatness of this moment. This is the time. And the light is going to be taken out of the world. If they do not turn, they will not get it. If they don't get the words, they don't have the kingdom of God because the kingdom of God is created by your words. As you said in Psalms 33, 4, all your works are done in truth. And truth is the words of God. As you said in John 17, 17, Psalms 119, 160, Psalms 119, 142, Psalms 119, 130, 105, 9, so on. Lord, we praise your name. God bless you. All you people will hear Please, may the Lord pour out his spirit upon you. Father, please forgive them. They have not heard. They have not been taught in the churches. And the churches will not open the doors to truth. And dear Lord, they do not understand that your law, dear Lord, is your words. And your law is not to be written down in papers this time. You're going to write it on our hearts. And we've got to get rid of all these paper governments. Dear Lord, they're all deceiving. All are twisted 
words and everything else that are earthly words twisted evilly and done by deceit. But those words have no power over your words. Your words have power over all their things and all their products. And you can cause all their missiles to fail, their idols to fall to powder, the, the, the tsunamis to be swallowed, all these things that they're planning to do. The viruses to be just thrown back on them. Dear Lord, they're going to receive plagues that they have no dream of right now. And dear Lord, their bodies will be wrecked, as you said in Zechariah 14, 12. Lord, we praise your name in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> 